0: Mr. We'll 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 Welcome back. All right. Hello, hello, everybody. And here we go again, this time with chapter 10 of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. An empowering statement for this chapter's title. From Joseph Murphy himself, Your Right to Be Rich. Okay, this is going to be neat. I mean, hey, I'm I, uh, certainly, uh, like I said, an empowering mental statement. What does he mean by rich? We're going to find out. Let's see what he's talking about. No time to delay. Onward with chapter 10. And your right to be rich. It is your right to be rich. You are here to lead the abundant life and be happy, radiant, and free. You should, therefore, have all the money you need to lead a full, happy, and prosperous life. All right, so he's talking about leading a prosperous life. I'm all about it. He's not talking about driving around in Lamborghinis all the time. Honestly, I think that would be pretty difficult. And the view is pretty low. Everybody's driving an SUV. Also, I don't know how much premium gas those things take. And in the traffic? Would you ever even have fun? Lamborghinis are overrated. Anyway. You are here to grow, expand, and unfold, spiritually, mentally, and materially. You have the inalienable right to fully develop and express yourself along all lines. You should surround yourself with beauty and luxury. Why be satisfied with just enough to go around when you can enjoy the riches of your subconscious mind? I'm all about the riches of my subconscious mind. In this chapter, you can learn to make friends with money, and you should always have a surplus. Your desire to be rich is a desire for a fuller, happier, more wonderful life. It is a cosmic urge. It is not only good, but very good. And again, I like that, uh, that equation of your desire to be rich. It is a, It is a desire for a fuller, happier, and more wonderful life. It's like a never-ending pasta ball, like a streganon, for anybody who knows that children's book. Okay, money is a symbol. Money is a symbol of exchange. It means to you not only freedom from want, but beauty, luxury, abundance, and refinement. It is merely a symbol of the economic health of the nation. When your blood is circulating freely in your body, you are healthy. When money is circulating freely in your life, you are economically healthy. When people begin to hoard money, to put it away in tin boxes and become charged with fear, there is economic illness. Money has taken many forms as a medium of exchange down through the centuries, such as salt, beads, and trinkets of various kinds. In early times, a man's wealth was determined by the number of sheep and oxen he had. Now we use currency and other negotiable instruments, as it is much more convenient to write a check than carry some sheep around when you want to pay bills. That would be an interesting advertisement. Three sheep per hour, that's how much you earn. Soon I will be able to make a sweater. (laughs) How to walk the royal road to riches. Knowledge of the powers of your subconscious mind is the means to the royal road to riches of all kinds, spiritual, mental, or financial. The student of the laws of mind believes and knows definitely that regardless of economic situations, stock market fluctuation, depression, strikes, war, other conditions or circumstances, they will always be amply supplied, regardless of what form money takes. There we go. See, it's not always about that greenback. The reason for this is that they have conveyed the idea of wealth to their subconscious mind and it keeps them supplied wherever they may be. They have convinced themselves in their mind that money is forever flowing freely in their life and that there is always a wonderful surplus. Should there be a financial collapse of government tomorrow and all the man's presence holdings become valueless as the German Marx did after the First World War, they will still attract wealth and be cared for regardless of the form the new currency took. Why You Do Not Have More Money As you read this chapter, you are probably saying, I am worthy of a higher salary than I am receiving. I believe most people are inadequately compensated. One of the causes many people do not have more money is that they are silently or openly condemning it. They refer to money as filthy lucre, L-U-C-R-E. I have a pretty good idea, but let's look that word up. It it actually means money, but it means money in a sordid, negative, untrustworthy, distasteful way, or gained in a dishonorable way, filthy lucre, and yeah, it's it's pronounced lucre, L-U-C-R-E, lucre, 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 right, so. They refer to money as filthy lucre, or the love of money is the root of all evil. Another reason they do not prosper is that they have a sneaky subconscious feeling there is some virtue in poverty. This subconscious pattern may be due to early childhood training, superstition, or it could be based on a false interpretation of scriptures. Honey and a Balanced Life One time a man said to me, I am broke, I do not like money. It is the root of all evil. These statements represent a confused, neurotic man. Love of money to the exclusion of everything else will cause you to become lopsided and unbalanced. You are here to use your power or authority wisely. Some men crave power, others crave money. If you set your heart on money exclusively, and say, money is all I want. I'm going to give all my attention to amassing money. (laughs) Nothing else matters. Yeah, You can get money and attain a fortune, but you have forgotten that you are here to lead a balanced life. You must also satisfy the hunger for peace of mind, harmony, love, joy, and perfect health. By making money your sole aim, you simply made a wrong choice. You thought that was all you wanted, But you found after all your efforts that it was not only the money you needed. You also desired true expression of your hidden talents, true place in life, beauty, and the joy of contributing to the welfare and success of others. By learning the laws of your subconscious mind, you could have a million dollars or many millions if you wanted them and still have peace of mind, harmony, perfect health, and perfect expression. Poverty is a mental disease. Now, this is, uh, you know, interesting and radical takes on a uh, mindset. And I am certainly not here to judge anybody and look at their circumstances and say, well, yeah, that's a mental disease. That's the only reason you're in poverty. But the idea of taking radical responsibility for your mental state, nothing bad can come of that. Again, I'm always also going to lean back on that Mitch Horowitz statement, though, where. We don't live in a vacuum, and it's not as if our minds are the only minds that are shaping our reality. Our vibrational pattern is bumping up against all the other vibrational patterns in the quantum realm, and we're all co creating together. I would imagine, however, that if more of us contained a more affluent, abundant, open to receive and spread without reservation, the idea, feeling, and experience of joy, happiness and abundance in whatever way you express it in your own unique wonderful beautiful way. We would probably be living in a different kind of life, different kind of different kind of world. And again, hey, what do you got to lose by taking radical responsibility for the power of your subconscious mind? Okay. Poverty is a mental disease. There is no virtue in poverty. It is a disease like any other mental disease. If you were physically ill, you would think there was something wrong with you. You would seek help and do something about the condition at once. Likewise, if you do not have money constantly circulating in your life, there is something radically wrong with you. Joseph Murphy's words, the urge of the life principle in you is toward growth, expansion, and the life more abundant. You're not here to live in a hovel, dress in rags, and go hungry. You should be happy, prosperous, and successful. Why you must never criticize money. Cleanse your mind of all the weird and superstitious beliefs about money. Do not ever regard money as evil or filthy. If you do, you cause it to take wings and fly away from you. Remember that you lose what you condemn. You cannot attract what you criticize. And, you know, take what you will from what Joseph Murphy has to say. But that last statement, you cannot attract what you criticize. I think that makes a lot of sense. Whether that be people, places, or things, you know, nouns in general, you cannot attract what you criticize. Getting the right attitude toward money. Here we go. Here is a simple technique you may use to multiply money in your experience. It would go with them techniques. Use the following statements several times a day. I like money. I love it. I use it wisely, constructively and judiciously. Money is constantly circulating in my life. I release it with joy and it returns to me multiplied in a wonderful way. It is good and very good. Money flows to me in avalanches of abundance. I use it for good only, and I am grateful for my good and for the riches of my mind. How the scientific thinker looks at money. Suppose, for example, you found gold, silver, lead, copper or iron in the ground. Would you pronounce these things evil? All evil comes from man's darkened understanding, from his ignorance, from his false interpretation of life, and from his misuse of his subconscious mind. Uranium, lead, or some other metal could have been used as a medium of exchange. We use paper bills, checks, nickel, and silver, surely. These are not evil. Physicists and chemists know today that the only difference between one metal and another is the number and rate of motion of electrons revolving around a central nucleus. They can now change one metal into another through a bombardment of atoms in the powerful cyclotron. Gold, under certain conditions, becomes mercury. I believe that our modern scientists in the near future will be able to make gold, silver, and other metals synthetically in the chemical laboratory. The cost may be prohibitive now, but it can be done. I cannot imagine an intelligent person seeing anything evil in electrons, neutrons, protons, and isotopes. I wonder how we're doing on the uh, creating gold in a lab. But I like that. I can't imagine anything wrong with electrons, neutrons, protons, and isotopes either. The piece of paper in your pocket is composed of atoms and molecules with their electrons and protons arranged differently. Their number and rate of motions are different. This is the only way the paper differs from the silver in your pocket. How to attract the money you need. Many years ago, I met a young boy in Australia who wanted to become a physician and surgeon, but he had no money. I explained to him how a seed deposited in the soil attracts to itself everything necessary for its unfolding, and that all he had to do was to take a lesson from the seed and deposit the required idea in his subconscious mind. I dig it. For expenses, this young brilliant boy used to clean out doctor's offices, wash windows, and do odd repair jobs. He told me that every night as he went to sleep he used to picture in his mind's eye a medical diploma on a wall with his name on it in big, bold letters he used to clean and shine the framed diplomas in the medical building where he worked. It was not hard for him to engrave the image of a diploma in his mind and develop it there. Definite results followed as he persisted with his mental picture every night for about four months. The sequel of this story was very interesting. One of the doctors took a great liking to this young boy and after training him in the art of sterilizing instruments, Giving hypodermic injections and other miscellaneous first aid work, he employed him as a technical assistant in his office. The doctor later sent him to medical school at his own expense. Today, this young man is a prominent medical doctor in Montreal, Canada. He discovered the law of attraction by using his subconscious mind the right way. He operated an age-old law which says, having seen the end, You have willed the means to the realization of the end. The end, in this case, was to become a medical doctor. And, well, you know, it's interesting. In my own experience, I have found that imagining what the end is seems to be more efficacious than just focusing on money in and of itself. But I'm no Joseph Murphy. Let's keep on going. This young man was able to imagine, see, and feel the reality of being a doctor. He lived with that idea, sustained it, nourished it, and loved it, until, through his imagination, it penetrated the layers of his subconscious mind and became a conviction, thereby attracting to him everything necessary for the fulfillment of his dream. Like affirmations, Maintaining that repetitious internal experience will ingrain within the mind and eventually the subconscious mind what it is that you keep on thinking. And if we are what we think all day long, Buyakasha he became a doctor. <laughs> Why some men do not get a raise in pay. If you are working in a large organization and you are silently thinking of and resenting the fact you are underpaid, that you're not appreciated, and that you deserve more money and greater recognition. You are subconsciously severing your ties with that organization. You are setting a law in motion, and the superintendent or manager will say to you, We, uh, we have to let you go. Actually, you dismissed yourself. The manager was simply the instrument through which your own negative mental state was confirmed. It was an example of the law of action and reaction. The action was your thought, and the reaction was the response of your subconscious mind. Accentuate the positive. Eliminate the negative. Stop hating on your life so much, and who knows, some things will change. (laughs) Different lyrics. Okay. Obstacles and Impediments on the Pathway to Riches I am sure you have heard men say, That fellow has a racket. He is a racketeer. He's getting money dishonestly. He's a faker. I knew him when he had nothing. He's a crook, a thief, a swindler. If you analyze the man who talks like that, you discover he is usually in want or suffering from some financial or physical illness or a poor British accent. Perhaps his former college friends went up the ladder of success and exceeded him. Now he is bitter and envious of their progress. In many instances, this is the cause of his downfall. Thinking negatively of these classmates and condemning their wealth causes the wealth and prosperity he is praying for to vanish and flee away. He is condemning the thing he is praying for. He is praying in two ways. On the one hand, he is saying, Wealth is flowing to me now. And in the next breath, silently or audibly, he is saying, I resent that fellow's wealth. Ah. Always make it a special point to rejoice in the wealth of the other person. Protect your investments. If you are seeking wisdom regarding investments, or if you are worried about your stocks or bonds, quietly claim, infinite intelligence governs and watches over all my financial transactions, and whatsoever I do shall prosper. Do this frequently, and you will find that your investments will be wise. Moreover, you will be protected from loss, as you will be prompted to sell your securities or holdings before any loss accrues to you. You cannot get something for nothing In large stores, the management employs store detectives to prevent people from stealing. They catch a number of people every day trying to get something for nothing. All such people are living in the mental atmosphere of lack and limitation and are stealing from themselves peace, harmony, faith, honesty, integrity, goodwill, and confidence. Furthermore, they are attracting to themselves all manner of loss, such as loss of character, prestige, social status, and peace of mind. These people lack faith in the source of supply and the understanding of how their minds work if they would mentally call on the powers of their subconscious mind and claim that they are guided to their true expression they would find work and constant supply then by honesty integrity and perseverance they would become a credit to themselves and to society at large and hey, i mean you know if i am sweating bullets night after night but i'm you know uh, rolling around in cash i don't know if that's worth it if i'm so stressed All the time, for whatever reason, even though I am uh, financially, you know, well off, doesn't sound like a life worth living. If you can't enjoy the life that you've got, hey, that's just my two cents. Clinging and clanging in my pocket. Okay, moving on. Your constant supply of money. Recognizing the powers of your subconscious mind and the creative power of your thought or mental image, is the way to opulence, freedom and constant supply. Accept the abundant life in your own mind. Your mental acceptance and expectancy of wealth has its own mathematics and mechanics of expression. As you enter into the mood of opulence, all things necessary for the abundant life will come to pass. Let this be your daily affirmation. Write it in your heart. I am one with the infinite riches of my subconscious mind. It is my right to be rich, happy, and successful. Money flows to me freely, copiously, and endlessly. I am forever conscious of my true worth. I give of my talents freely, and I am wonderfully blessed financially. It is wonderful. Notes to review from Chapter 10 Step up this way to riches. 1. Be bold enough to claim that it is your right to be rich, and your deeper mind will honor your claim. 2. You don't want just enough to go around. You want all the money you need to do all the things you want to do, and when you want to do them. Get acquainted with the riches of your subconscious mind. 3. When money is circulating freely in your life, you are economically healthy. Look at money like the tide, and you will always have plenty of it. The ebb and flow of the tide is constant. When the tide is out, you are absolutely sure that it will return. 4. Knowing the laws of your subconscious mind, you will always be supplied regardless of what form money takes. 5. One reason many people simply make ends meet and never have enough money is that they condemn money. When you condemn, what you condemn takes wings and flies away. 6. Do not make a god of money. It is only a symbol. Remember that the real riches are in your mind. You are here to lead a balanced life. This includes acquiring all the money you need. Seven. Don't make money your sole aim. Claim wealth, happiness, peace, true expression, and love, and personally radiate love and goodwill to all. Then your subconscious mind will give you compound interest in all these fields of expression. 8. There is no virtue in poverty. It is a disease of the mind, and you should heal yourself of this mental conflict or malady at once. 9. You are not here to live in a hovel, to dress in rags, or to go hungry. You are here to lead the life more abundant. 10. Never use the terms filthy lucre or I despise money. You lose what you criticize. There's nothing good or bad, but thinking of it in either light makes it so. 11. Repeat frequently. I like money, I use it wisely, constructively, and judiciously. I release it with joy, and it returns a thousandfold. 12. Money is not evil any more so than copper, lead, tin, or iron, which you may find in the ground. All evil is due to ignorance and misuse of the mind's powers. 13. To picture the end result in your mind causes your subconscious to respond and fulfill your mental picture. Definitely putting an exclamation point on that one. 14. Stop trying to get something for nothing. There is no such thing as a free lunch. You must give to receive. You must give mental attention to your goals, ideals, and enterprises, and your deeper mind will back you up. Yo, I'm your deeper mind, I got your back. The key to wealth is application of the laws of the subconscious mind by impregnating it with the idea of wealth. And that will do it for chapter 10, everybody. Uh, For me, the takeaways are absolutely picture the end result and impregnate your mind with the idea of wealth Not necessarily money. Don't just focus on the monies. Also, hey, if you think money is evil, maybe try thinking a different way and celebrate those around you that are able to experience and share their affluence. Why not? Does it hurt you to celebrate others, to spread good vibes? I tend to enjoy my day a little bit better when I spread good vibes. And I spread good vibes to all of you. I really appreciate it. This is fun for me. It's an exploration into the powers of our subconscious mind. And uh, as such, listening to those uh, five-minute affirmations, while I didn't have a pile of cash drop into my lap, uh, I did find it really interesting that through no real conscious effort of my own, in my YouTube algorithmic experience, A lot of information on how to generate wealth in new and interesting ways have started to appear and appear more and more. As Of course, I click on them and inform the algorithm, but it is interesting that information that I never would have considered or thought of or thought to invest my time in have started to pop up. Uh, One in particular, great website, awesome young lady from New Zealand who travels the world now has really done a great job at sharing all of the information that she has accrued in her success uh, of creating all of these wonderful e-commerce websites and online business. Uh, Wholesale Ted, can't recommend it enough. Really great. I'll probably leave a link. But just why not expand your mind and give it more vocabulary in the direction which you'd want it to go in? And one way we can do that is by tapping into the power of YouTube and seeing just what we can drop into our heads to help us actualize our true expression. And also, everybody's expression, everybody's true expression is going to be unique. I'm not going to be like Wholesale Ted. I'm not going to be like Jeff Bezos, and I don't want to be like either of them. I want to be me, and I want you to be you, and I want us all to have the opportunity to empower our subconscious mind to live the lives in the most true expression we possibly can. If there is an overarching goal, through all of the techniques and trials we will explore together, it's that. I wish for you the most truest expression of yourself. So may we all spread the good vibes and walk the journey to true expression, hopefully chuckling all along the way. Hey, I appreciate (laughs) y'all. Thanks for hanging. Till next time.